Ooh, you are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Yes, honey, we are back. This is Keith Price for Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we are... I'm I'm having a little bit of a moment right now. I'm trying to pull it together, because, you know, (laughs) this particular guest that we have today is not only here for... um, a specific reason because she has issues. She's got things to talk about. <laughs> but at the same time, who is not geeking out right now of sitting in the studio with the one and only Miss Martha Plimpton? Come Aww, on, call. Thank what? you, Keith. How are you doing, baby? I'm really well. How are you? I am fabulous. Good. I'm so fabulous. And thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having um, me. Again, so like I said when we started that Martha is here because she has got some stuff on her mind. That's okay? correct. She is very busy and very <laughs> controversial last time I had seen it. It turns out that Miss Plimpton is working to get the word out about women and their reproductive rights that and is how correct. it is important in this country that women are allowed to do what they damn well feel like doing with their bodies. That is right. That is right. So tell me all about how you got involved with AS4. Well, uh, AS4 was an organization that was co-founded by myself and a few other brilliant women, including Kelly Overby, who just got a Drama Desk nomination. Yes. Congratulations, Kelly. Um, and... Uh, um, it, basically, we we founded it to battle the stigma surrounding abortion as well as the shaming and isolation and the sort of scarlet letter right. that gets slapped on women uh, when they uh, seek to, you know, practice physical and sexual autonomy. Uh, you know, we started about four years ago, um, right around the time that Sandra Fluke was uh, attempting to testify before the uh, House committee uh, about the Affordable Care Act and the birth control mandate um, and the treatment she With received. Right? Well, no. it, Hobby Lobby was a little bit yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. This was um, when Sandra Fluke was attending a Jesuit college right. and uh, a university, I should say. And uh, you know the the insurance that they that she paid for mm-hmm. um, did not include the birth control coverage, which uh, she felt it should, and we feel it should, uh, because it is um, medical care. Birth exactly. control is um, uh, an essential part of any woman's, you know healthcare. Uh, and she was so vilified and so humiliated and called such uh, repulsive names. Um, and we really felt that at this point with the attacks uh, on reproductive rights and on abortion access all over the country, that it was really time to focus on the stigma side of this and right. to really talk about how one in three women in this country will have or has had an abortion in her lifetime. Uh, it is an extremely common, extremely safe, safer than childbirth. Um, and that it's time for us to treat women's health like any other aspect of medical care. It's so highly politicized, and it's the only area of medicine in which we do this. It is the most highly regulated and legislated aspect of health care in the country, and we feel that's inappropriate and it's discriminatory. And so, uh, and we see the results uh, happening all over the country and, you know, higher rates of uh, um, unintended pregnancy, poor prenatal care, uh, the defunding of Planned Parenthood and the attacks on Planned Parenthood, uh, the closing of clinics all over uh, Texas and other states, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the violence against clinic workers and clinics themselves. Um, 
you know, we, we are really committed to putting a stop to this. And so we decided um, to start doing a Broadway event. I think it's the only event that is, you know, uh, put on by the Broadway community focused solely on women's reproductive health issues and abortion rights. And we're very, very proud of that. That's amazing. That's Martha Plimpton with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call. And we are, you know, first of all, One of the reasons why Martha is here, of course, is to be able to talk about this thing, but also because Martha herself has an entire theater history of her own. She's a Steppenwolf girl. (laughs) Excuse me, Steppenwolf woman. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know. And so, you you know, you've tread the boards on your own. Yes. And so, do you see... That by using the the Broadway community, do you find that you you get faster results in terms of the expression of the? I am always amazed and inspired by the commitment and energy of people in the Broadway community and the theater community at large uh, when it comes to social justice issues, when it comes to um, matters affecting our lives, um, not only culturally but politically, economically. I mean, this is an engaged group of people. Obviously, right. and, you know, it, it's artists tend to be a little bit more courageous and a little bit more willing to speak out and we've seen what the Broadway community can do with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS Absolutely. the incredible you know um the sort of passion and the success of that group and uh, how much can get done when the Broadway community really focuses and really, you know, takes aim. And I am so, uh, you know, uh, at first, because of the stigma surrounding abortion, we were a little nervous that people might be, you know, nervous to come out about it, nervous to speak out about it. But we have found that every time, everyone we approach um, is just waiting for an opportunity to engage on this issue and participate. And that's really, really cool and very exciting. I love that. That's Martha Plimpton with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call. And we we are talking about the organization A is for and how this May 1st, Sunday, May 1st, mm-hmm. there's a massive benefit performances of fabulous people, some of which you might have already heard about here, like Miss Orfe and Betty Buckley, mm-hmm. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, I believe yep. is on that list. Titus Burgess. Titus Burgess. Pinot Noir. <laughs> so <laughs> Lena Hall is going to be there, and Rebecca Naomi Jones, and Leslie Margarita. It's a fantastic love, lineup. That's going to be great. Leslie it's Margarita be great. is a nut job. She is fabulous. God, I, I adore her. her. I love her. So this is great. So now, this is what the, the how many times now this have we done this? This is the second time we've done this, and it's mm-hmm. really kind of cool. And I don't know of any other um, benefit that works this way. Basically, it's like star-studded karaoke with a live band. Oh and Dan God. Lipton, who's our brilliant musical director, he was mm-hmm. a musical director on Last Ship last season, Uh, a wonderful guy I've been working with him for 10 years he's my musical director Um, he you know he conducts the band and we have like a list of 20 karaoke songs that the audience can then bid on what song they want their perform their favorite performer to sing Oh, that's not... It's really, really cool because the performers don't know what they're going to sing ahead of time. I mean, they've seen the list of songs, Mm -hmm. but they're not rehearsed, you know. We don't ask them to learn 20 songs, for goodness sake. These are busy people, you know. Um, So it's very very fast. It's very rapid-paced, and the the bidding goes really quickly. And then not only do you get to pick what song, let's say, Jesse sings or Betty sings, Mm -hmm. but... 
uh, you also get a prize that's associated. So we, some of the prizes we have this year, it's a little bit outrageous. We've got two tickets to The Crucible, Ooh. which were very generously donated by Jordan Roth. Nice. Uh, we have a in-home concert by Tony winner Michael Cerverus with him and his band, if you want oh, them the to cattle, come to your house. Ranch. That's Great. right. Oh, yeah, yes. that loose cattle. Yeah. Um, to come to your house and do a private concert for you. We have an amazing uh, membership in the Theater Mania Gold Club, which gives you those ridiculously, like, almost free Broadway tickets to all the shows in the club. Wow. Um, dinner and a show, dinner for four at Lartusi with wine, and, of course, we have a case of Titus's Pinot by Titus. <laughs> and a set visit to Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt, season three. <laughs> And wow. oh, and, and John Lithgow, he'll paint uh, your portrait, either you or your pet. Oh, a lot of people don't know this, but John Lithgow is a brilliant artist. Wow! So there's a lot of very cool prizes that are you know that sort of get paired up with the artist. I love that. I know Mark it's cool. Plimpton talking about the eight is for um, broad. What is it? Broadway, Broadway acts for women. women. Yeah. At Feinstein's fifty four below. Go to fifty four below com to find out more about getting tickets. You can mm-hmm. go to as four to also find out more about the organization. So this is really great. So you know, one of the other reasons why I'm so glad you're here is because the few times that I've gotten to pass you in the moments, it's sort of like I always wanted to ask you because you are from. You're kind of a dynasty actor to some degree. I, I guess mean, you know, a little you bit. A, she's a little pedigree. I mean, you know, <laughs> we don't like to toss it around too much because you yes. have to be seen on your own merits, which, you know, that's one of the good things because yes. you have had a fabulous career. Thank you. And it's funny because I, you know, as I was going down the list of the stuff that, that you have with your Broadway thing, you have a little bit of a musical here. You mm-hmm. do these intense, like, you know, the, was it the third coast utopia? Something. That's like, right. She's giving you like drama. Yeah. Drama! <laughs> and then you turn around and you click on your TV every Tuesday night on ABC, and there you are doing the O'Neill. That's right. Playing, <laughs> playing That's this. Right. With, which is interesting because, again, you're playing another mom, mm-hmm. but this time this mom is completely like on the other side of the spectrum She's of your last She's the total one. opposite of, yes, total opposite of the woman I played on Raising Hope. Oh, my God. How fun is that for you? It's so much fun. I am so very lucky. I mean, the character is so very unlike me in general. <laughs> Virginia Chance and I had a lot more in common. Let's just put it that way. I sort of lean more towards the kind of lazy, wacky, malaprop kind of person. And Eileen O'Neill is this very buttoned down, very controlling perfectionist mm-hmm. who's, you know, very faithful, very deep into her religion and, you know, learning how to cope with the new realities of her family. One of which is that her son, her teenage son, who's her favorite, her mm-hmm. middle son, is has come out as gay. And she's got to figure out how to reconcile her faith and her perfectionism with the new realities, you know, that, you know, her son is presenting her with. And so it's kind of a fabulous thing. I really love exploring that relationship, the the sort of recalibration of their relationship, them re-getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. I love sort of working on the balance between her fear, you know, about him being gay and her, her love for him. Uh, you know, the conflict that that creates in her. I think that's something that maybe a lot of parents out there can relate to. Um, And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's a blast. I love it. 
That's amazing. Martha Plimpton with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we're talking to her about her TV life of comedy. It's really funny because you, you, to me, natural comedian. Have you always been that way? Oh, that's very kind. I don't. I hope so. Yeah. I, I hope I've always had. I think I'm more often than not. I think I'm unintentionally funny, <laughs> but <laughs> but with some good writing, I manage. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it, it works for you on so many different levels. What was I watching the other day? We were catching up on Younger. We oh yeah, Younger, yeah. And you were having your your crosses as the the evil. That's right. Vile, mean woman, right. and I'm like, look at she's just. It's funny, I know. I I love that show, and I love Sutton Foster, of course, yeah, obviously. Of um, course. But uh, um, it's funny. I, I tend to play mean people when I guest <laughs> on things, right? It's kind of fun, like The Good Wife. I was so mean. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Younger, I'm so mean. Well, I think what it is is that you you have to come in and make an impact in those quick moments. That's you just right. want to just do it and get in yes, there. Yes, yes. Because nobody remembers nice, you know that? That's right. In those little That's, small moments. Yeah, it's true. Just get in there and chew up as much scenery as possible and get the <laughs> heck out. Glenn Close rule number one. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. Sorry, delicate balance. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Wow. So at this point now for you, mm. it's sort of like you're, you're, um, you kind of have your feet everywhere performance-wise mm-hmm. that you want. Um, you do a little bit of singing here and there, you know. The, here and there, here a and little there. bit, a little bit. Like, what do you, what, what new thing do you want to do for yourself? I mean, you're, you're using your celebrity and your, your, your energy, of course, to, mm-hmm. to go for issues that you like. Right. By the way, yes, uh, I did see the, the write-up about you in the abortion dress last week. Oh I'm yes, because <laughs> she likes to court the controversy. All right. Well, I just think that you know, to me, there's nothing controversial about abortion. Right. To me, it is as normal as any other aspect of health care. And the controversy comes from the stigma that we attach to a procedure that we're afraid of, that mm-hmm. we don't know very much about. You know, most people are not very educated on the subject. They think that abortion is dangerous or unsafe. And the only way it's dangerous and unsafe is if it's prohibited and illegal right. and driven underground. Yeah. Uh, but we see that when abortion is, you know, uh, um, accessible and uh, affordable, and practiced by OBGYNs as part of a standard practice of care. Uh, it is extremely safe. Again, like I said, it's safer than childbirth. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's nothing controversial about the idea that women should have the right to make their own decisions about when or if they have a family, uh, what size of a family they have. You know, when women are prevented from making these decisions for themselves, and we see this all over the world, uh, we see a much lower... Um, economic uh, success level for women, much less economic engagement, uh, much less political engagement, uh, lower education levels, more poverty, higher maternal and infant mortality rates. You know, and that's not an accident. That's really correlative and that's a direct correlation there. So, and even in states, in the United States, where abortion is more restricted and where reproductive health care is harder to get, we see an increase in these things. We see an increase in poverty rates. We see an increase in maternal and infant mortality rates again. We see uh, young women dropping out of school, unable to join the workforce, unable to get an education. You know, these are serious issues that affect us all economically, you know, and, 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 you know, personally. Uh, And so for me, there's no controversy about it. I I am abortion positive. I don't believe that it is a dirty word at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. Oh. Martha Plimpton. Pow. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, bitches. That's right. Tell her what she's going to do. Right. She's going to do what she needs to do. You know what I feel like I'm going to do now? I, I have to, like, when we close out, I'm going to have to play, like, My Body from The Life yes, for You. Yes, yes. Oh, that's really good. I <laughs> like, love that. I was thinking, what could I close out with? That's that would be That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. yeah. So, gosh, Martha, it's so nice just to be able to, to sit and kibitz a little bit with yes. you about just, you know, how you're able to balance mm-hmm. trying to main, I mean, you know, you're on a major network, mm-hmm. which by the way, you know, I was going to talk, going back to the controversy thing. I remember that when the O'Neills first, I think the week that they were supposed to come out, there was a huge thing in the Times. Was right. It from the Catholic Church or the, the Catholic, Catholic League. League. Very different from the Catholic Church. Who yes. was ve- they were very upset with this whole choice of putting this show on about some gay kid and his hatred for the Catholic Church. And I thought, they're not watching the show at no, all. No, they hadn't seen the show at all, of course. But right. th- their main issue was with Dan Savage, who, of course, right. has a long history of goading <laughs> them uh, and humiliating them and, and quite successfully. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, of course, he can take care of himself in that right. regard. Um, no, th- I think their objection was to him mm-hmm. having, you know, a sort of an outlet on a major network. And, you know, they hadn't seen the show and their assumptions about the show, of course, were completely wrong. Right. Um, but, you know, it cost a lot of money to take out that ad. And I oh. was just thinking, you know, and I wondered how many homeless LGBTQ youth could have been housed and fed with that money. Absolutely. Um, quite a few, I would imagine. It's about $80,000 to take out a full page ad in the New York Times on a weekday. Wow. Uh, so to me, it just seemed like a ridiculous God. waste of money. Sylvia's house would have lived That's for right. That, That's right. $80,000. Yes, exactly. That's a lot of money. Um, and it seems silly to spend it just to spew hate. Uh, it seems like a real waste. Yeah. And it seems like you might as well just flush it down the toilet, really. Because it didn't really work. I mean, you know, listen, I mean, haters going to hate, you know. Exactly. If people don't want to watch the show, that's fine. Just don't. They don't have to. You they don't. don't have to watch the show. And the, the beautiful thing about our show is how many people... Uh, particularly how many Catholics and how many people of faith really do love the show because they see how centered it is on love and acceptance and learning how to forgive and learning how to sort of open your heart and all these things, you know, empathy and the acceptance of difference in the people you love. And, you know, these are universal themes, you know. It's so interesting because, like, talking with Martha Plimpton about her show The O'Neills as well as her work for this Sunday's A is for Benefit production over at the Feinstein 54 Below. It's something about um, the... I want to say it was when you were talking about the courting controversy Mm. of how it seems to make people that actually watch the show Mm. finally come around to see what's going on. Because I was looking at your character and I was thinking how... In the next, let's say, if we can keep it on, yes, knock on wood, yes, for the knock next wood. three or four years, where do you see them taking her? Well, you know, it's very loosely based on Dan's real life, right. Dan Savage's, you know, youth, and and the relationship between the character of Kenny and Eileen is is loosely based on Dan's relationship with his mother. And of course, if you know anything about Dan, if you've listened mm-hmm. to his podcast or read, you know, any of his writing about his mom, she did eventually come around. It wasn't right away, and she was not happy at first when he came out (laughs) at all. But she did eventually come around and become an incredibly strident supporter and Mm -hmm. PFLAG, you know, chapter president. And, you know, I mean, I I remember Dan at one point sort of making a joke, complaining. It's like at one point he was like, Mom, I'm the gay one, okay? (laughs) You're stealing my thunder. please relax, you know? Because she was so, so, so supportive. It was like back off, Mom. 
<laughs> I so kind of liked it a little know, bit better when you were a little hesitant. That's right. So we shall see. But that's kind of a, could, could be a funny area to get into as right. we go down the road. But but it's true. I mean, I think that, that people are seeing – look, I mean, even though I'm playing a person who is on the surface – something of a homophobe, something of a fear, somewhat fearful and convinced that homosexuality is a sin, a mortal sin. Um, she still, she loves her kids, you know, she loves her son. And so that struggle, I think, is something we are trying to sort of portray in a way, first of all, in a comedy context right. which is unusual and also really really fun and gives and us the opportunity to helpful i think helpful because it gives people the opportunity to talk about these things in a way that's sort of a little more light they can sort of see you know it's the world's not going to end man you know <laughs> if, if you just what are you so afraid of exactly it's it's going to be okay you know what i mean mm. and i think that also gives i hope a lot of kids who watch the show some hope too absolutely you know um you know i mean that's no, no one wants to make a polemic on television. No one wants to shove anything down anyone's throat. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like the way we're doing it is sort of, it's funny and it's, you know, and it's about a lot of other things. It's about the imperfections in all of us right. and in every family and right. the ways in which we have to learn to accept and love one another. I know I sound like such a greeting card <laughs> right now, but I sound like so hallmark, but it's true. It's true. But you know what it is? It yeah. really is. Love and, is all. Love is everything, you know? And, and the absence of fear. Like, That's let, right. Let go of the fear. That's right. Because I... I'm not going to hurt you. I used to say my stand-up act. <laughs> I used to say a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, I just want to tell the straight people in the room, gay people do not want your children. That's right. <laughs> we do not fucking want your kids. No, no. Okay? No. We don't have time. No. We have shopping. We've that got brunch. Correct. And we cannot do it with your child hanging on us. That so, is correct. Understand that first. Yes. And everything else will make sense to you later. That's right. That's what, you know, simple. Yes. The irrational fear, the fear of people using the bathroom. Yeah. The, all of this insanity. It's just, it's bigotry wrapped up in, you know, mm -hmm. in this kind of bizarre, you know, they did it with the ERA too. They made everybody panic about women using the men's room back then too. Yeah. You know, but, but, and it's important to remember also that, that physical autonomy, you know, and the right to abortion and reproductive health care are very much interrelated with LGBTQ health Absolutely. rights as well. So these things are very, very, you know, they intersect, as we say. I love it. Um, and uh, you, you notice in states where they have these absurd bathroom laws, you know, it's usually right on the tail of some abortion restriction law or some Planned Parenthood defunding thing. You know, they're, they're always linked in these yeah. states. And so we really need to band together and recognize, you know, physical autonomy is physical autonomy. You know, women who have abortions are not murderers. And trans people who want to use the bathroom are not uh, pedophiles. Yeah, I mean, that just this is pee. just a fact. They just have to go to the bathroom. They just got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and Ugh. women just want to live their lives. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, Martha, you know, you and I could sit here all day. I know, and gossip, I know. We could just go on and on. You know, the thing I love about Martha is this is something that was so fierce when I was arranging all this conversation with the publicist. My favorite part about everything is, like I said, so is she going to have like a publicist and, you know, like an entourage of people? And they said, no, she's just going to come by herself. Yeah. And I was like, it's because this bitch is New York, all right? right? She don't play. Right. She ain't got time for all of this. She probably took the subway to get here. That's she's right. like, I'm well, not, not going to, you know. I they did take a cab today, but I was 
Yeah, because you were running late. I was running a little late. But if you had done your, you know, your that's normal right. routine, you would have that's been in, right. a, in a, 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 a subway car doing mm-hmm. it just like the rest of us doing it. And that's one of the things about Martha that I love. So, oh, thank you. Kim. You know. Again, so if you want to get on the bandwagon, baby, mm-hmm. of making sure that women have the right to do whatever they damn well feel like doing with their bodies. That's right. Period. End of discussion. End like, of discussion. You get out of get out of my body, mm-hmm. and for me, get out of my bedroom. Because That's right. Because there's nothing. Go- That's with, right. There's not a lot going on. I know. I have to fight every day. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to get you to sign me, That's Martha. Right. <laughs> Oh. But the organization is A is Four. Go to aisfor.org to find out absolutely everything about what this organization is about and how you can help them. Go to findsigns54below.com to find out more about the event May 1st for Broadway. Say it again. Broadway Acts for Bro- Women. Broadway Acts for Women. Yeah. And 54 Below. Betty Buckley's going to be there. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's going to be there. Miss Orfei. That's if y'all right. Miss Orfei is going to be there. It's going to be a hot. Yes. Hodge mess of fabulousness. That going is correct. On. All in the name. Oh, of and getting... Cecily Strong is hosting <gasps> it from Strong? Saturday Night Live. Who I love. I know. I, love... I what know. What are you going to do Saturday Night Live? Oh please! No, we can do it now because um, you're on a show. You can okay, do it. Okay. Okay. Well, you know they can do this. They can give me a call anytime. See, they're welcome to. Well, my, Cecily's my lines be there. are Maybe open. She can hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and we're auctioning off SNL tickets too. That's another See. thing. So yeah. it's going to be great. So there's prizes, there is talent galore, yes, yes. and it's all going for a worthy cause. And so, yes. again, this is also one of those things that is a reminder to you, if you were listening to this, that this is a time for you to get your ass out and vote. That's Hello. right. Hello. And vote in those down ticket races, please, Exactly. People. 2016 is not the time for y'all to be lazy. And, uh, and that's right. And don't forget to vote for the delegates, too. You know, you know make sure you vote for those down to you. Know, it's not just the president. The president has to deal with Congress. Exactly. And so, you need to make sure the Congress is in the right place for everybody. That's so right. get out and vote. Yes. Help a is for, a is for dot org. And Martha, thank you so much. Thank you, Keith. This it's such great. a pleasure. And you know what? We're going to go out with my body from the life because this is the Broadway themed show. Boom. Yay. Gorgeous, wonderful. If you've got a problem.